and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We will uh, talk to Scott Girard coming up here momentarily. New head football coach in Logan. Um, Canceled game over the weekend due to player boycott. Certainly um, (laughs) big things happening up there at Utah State. Yes, they are. And the times, they are changing. And we'll see. We'll see whether it makes a difference or how big of a difference it makes. Well, he's got a a big job on his hands. That's that's for sure. I mean, Utah State, they've got a a long way to go. This is going to be a rebuilding job. And Blake Anderson uh, talked about uh, wanting to compete while rebuilding. That's what he said he did at Arkansas State and wants to do it again. But, I mean, he's going to really have to recruit some young studs to do that. Well, and they have to win over the guys who are, are worth winning over. And, uh, you know, Urban Meyer had the same situation when he took over for Ron McBride, and he was able to do that. So we'll see if Blake Anderson can do that. Because they're, even though in the player's statement they said there that they weren't necessarily holding anything against the new guy, but you know how it is. When you come into a new room like that, you got to win it over. Well, in Urban, hey, Utah came in and chased off a lot of dudes. Yeah, I did. So I, uh, there's going to be a lot of different faces next year at Utah well, State. It's as, just as Urban said uh, to me once, he said I chased off the right guys. <laughs> and that was his M.O. is to figure out, the, you know, I mean, he, he took a guy, he, he took the guys that were really, he could sense, very observant, could sense who were important leaders on that team and underscored their value. Mike Leach this year said that he hasn't chased off enough guys. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> Uh, no, after I a don't. game saying, uh, yeah, we're going to have to figure out who are the right guys to be here and who's not, in a sense. I could look up the exact quote, but got to run off some more, Gordon. <laughs> but, I mean, Utah State was not a, a terrific football team this year. So, no, I mean, they they're going to have to take stock of, of certainly what's there. But it's, it's going to change because it, it is a project. This is not like when, when Gary left the first time and the program was, was riding high. Mm-hmm. A little different situation. In fact, let's get out to the Zone phone. Of course, you hear him alongside Hans Olsen from 10 to 2 every single day here on the Zone Sports Network. He's also the voice of the Utah State Aggies. No big deal. Our good friend, Scott Gerard. Scotty G, what's up? I've got to say it. I'm sorry. Oh, hey guys, how are you? <laughs> so good, Scotty. How are you? You've had a you've had a long day. Yeah, uh, interesting day today uh, with the announcement of the new head coach and press conference, and we'll have the coachy show coming up here in a couple hours where I get to sit down and talk to him a little bit more. But uh, really interesting guy, and uh, look forward to hearing more from him and, and his uh, his thoughts on the future of this program. Based on what you've been able to glean so far, Scotty, do you? Do you get a sense for a new direction, a new attitude, a new atmosphere? Well, I do get the sense that they wanted to, and there may be some assistants that are held over from the previous staff. I'm not sure. Uh, He kind of alluded that they're going to give some guys some opportunities. Uh, But it is going to be a clean slate here. And, you know, you go back from, you know, 
from the Brent Guy era that ended mercifully back in 2009 uh, that this is kind of a new regime overall. I mean, you had Gary Anderson, and then they quickly gave it to Matt Wells, who was his offensive coordinator, and then back to Gary Anderson. So it's been kind of the same vibe here up here for quite some time, and now there's a there's a new sheriff in town, and they were very very uh, succinct in saying that this is this is a new way of doing things up here. I heard you uh, talk to Hartwell about the hiring process, and that was something that interested you. Get, what did you learn today about how they came to decide to to uh, hire this coach Anderson? Well, uh, they they went through a search firm, and he has uh, over the last few hires gone through a search firm, but what I was really impressed with was how quiet they kept it. I mean, I had a few names that I kept hearing pop up, but I didn't, I at no point did I ever hear Blake Anderson's name come up. And so they kept it really under wraps and, and, but it sounded like once they had really zeroed in on him, it was, it was done pretty quickly. And I think the only thing that kept it from being announced sooner is that they thought they were going to have another game coming up last weekend and uh, COVID knocked that one out. So they decided to go with it, but I think that's the only reason why it didn't get it didn't get announced sooner. It's just because they were waiting for that. I, I think he was the guy all along, and I I don't think really any other candidate had much of a chance. Any lingering effect of the Frank Miley situation? Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. And and one thing I really liked, and I don't know, you know, when coaches say things, you always kind of take it with a grain of salt, especially their first press conference, because it's really easy to get out there and go rah-rah and, 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 and win the press conference. Uh, but one line he said was that, look, I'm excited to be here, but I'm not sure the players are excited I'm here. So I've got to earn their trust, and I will do that to the best of my ability. So he acknowledged that, hey, look, the players may not be totally in love with him right out of the gate, and they may not be overly thrilled that he's the guy, but he's going to do everything he can to try to earn their trust. But the fact that he acknowledged that I thought was interesting. I, I hadn't heard a coach really say that before that said, hey, look, I know you may not want me to be here, but I am here, and I want you to be here, so let's try to make this work, and I'm going to do everything I can to earn your trust, uh, and that hopefully by the end of this you feel pretty good that I'm the head coach here. I thought it was interesting. He acknowledged basically that there are going to be a lot of new faces on the team. I mean, he talked about how that a lot of that stuff was going to be up in the air. So with that in mind, just how big of a, a rebuilding project is it right now, Scotty? Well, um, you know, there's – Obviously, there's been some key players that have entered the portal, and frankly, just based on how these things go, I would imagine there'll be some more players in the portal. Um, they can sign 25. I think they'll probably uh, be a little shorthanded in year number one, but they'll build it up pretty quickly. But, yeah, I, I anticipate that you'll see a lot of new faces out on, that, out on that field next year, especially considering that, I mean, we talk about the transfers going out, but – you know, in January, they're going to pass the legislation that allows players to have one free transfer uh, without sitting. So I imagine that they'll probably work the phones and try to get some guys in here. So, yeah, I would anticipate a very different team in 2021. Scotty, have you got any more information on what happened with Jason Shelley and, and the Warren kid? Uh, I, you know what? It's a not really. Um, I do know that from what I've heard that 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 his demeanor on the sideline of that game wasn't great, and then uh, it spilled over into the locker room. Uh, I don't know what was said or what was done or, or anything, but that um, but there were there were some things said. And, and granted, it's football. He gets heated. I don't know the extent of it. I don't know how bad it was, uh, but it was enough where I think Frank Miley and, and John Hartwell and, and 
Also, I think there was probably some members of that leadership council at Utah State with those players that said, this isn't a good fit for us, and we'd like to move on. And Frank said, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll take the brunt of that, and I'll, and I'll make that, and I'll go ahead and go through with that. So, again, I don't know what went on. Um, it m- must not have been particularly pretty. Uh, no laws were broken. He, you know, he's in good standing with the university. I just think from a personality standpoint, it just didn't mesh. And unfortunately, uh, Utah State and, and Jason Shelley had to part ways. Two-part question for you, Scotty. Uh, Chucky e. Keaton is going to be on that staff. Your thoughts on his potential as a coach? And then I heard you talking on your show about uh, some rumors you've heard about uh, the rest of the staff being filled out. Uh, I, I'm just a Chucky e. fan just because – uh, he's a good dude, and it's not because, you know, obviously he was a great player for a team that I call games for. Uh, he's just a good guy, and I don't know if you heard his interview with us earlier today with me and Hans, but he's just a well-spoken, fun guy to talk to. Um, and this is his first real gig. He's been hanging out as a GA and, and as a quality control guy for uh, Utah State and Oregon State, and then lastly at Texas Tech, and this is his first crack at things. Uh, I can't imagine that he's the kind of guy that would go into a living room and not have mom and dad fall in love with him and tell their kid, you need to go play for this guy. Uh, and, but it's still up in the air what he's going to coach. It'll either be running back or tight end. They're not sure yet. There's a, there's a few more guys that they want to talk to. But uh, I talked to a coach earlier today about this, um, and he mentioned that he hopes to have his uh, staff filled out hopefully by uh, early January, the latest. So they're, they're not going to waste much time. Scott, you're so familiar with that program up there. If you had advice for Blake Anderson, what would it be? Embrace the culture, um, and and I understand that's kind of the uh, kind of the buzzword right now in terms of uh, of culture. But there's look, you know, Gordon, you've been in this market long enough. Jake, you've been in this market long enough. Uh, it's been you know Utah State was so bad for so many years. You know, when I went to school in the late '90s and early 2000s, it was just so bad. And you would bring in these guys that would come in with all this fire and vigor and say, we're going to change it, we're going to make it better, and off we go. It's going to be great. And it never worked uh, until Gary Anderson showed up with a particular plan in place that said, I'm going to recruit Utah, I'm going to embrace the Polynesian community, and I'm going to embrace the LDS community, and we're going to make, it, we're going to make this work. And, and it worked. And then Matt Wells took over. Matt realized what was working, so he kept going. And for the most part, it worked with Matt. Uh, and I know, look, Gary 2.0 didn't work out the way they'd hoped, but I'm not saying that a lot of other models can't work, but you know what does work at Utah State. And so I would say understand the culture, understand the missionary program, understand the Polynesian community, uh, embrace all of those, and your opportunities to be successful will be increased dramatically. I, you know, I remember when Gary got the job, and I was talking, this was probably, and I can't remember when Andrew Rich played, but he always pointed out Andrew Rich and said that's a guy that never should have ended up at BYU because he had to go to snow because, you know, because he didn't want to, uh, you know, he, he didn't want to walk on. So he goes to snow for a couple of years and then has a tremendous career at BYU. And I remember Gary saying that's a guy that never should have had to gone to snow, or should never went to snow. We should have offered him a scholarship and he should have had a great career here at Utah State. And he's right. Uh, those were the kind of players that were, that were flipping through the cracks. Utah State wouldn't recruit. And they'd go and they'd find a way, however, to make it make their way back to BYU or Utah and end up having great careers. And Gary Anderson said, I'm putting a stop to that. And and it was, for the most part, very successful. 
Scotty, did you get a chance to uh, talk to Coach Anderson about his uh, his philosophy when it comes to situational uh, punting and situational football? <laughs> you know, um, no, but I did send Ajay over there, and Ajay's got some great quotes from him about situational punting Good. and uh, what goes into it. Because, we know, we just see the guy kick the ball, <laughs> um, but we don't really know what goes into it. And so it was, it was, I'm sure they had a very fascinating conversation. Did he, did he wear his long sleeve when he went over there? Uh, no, he was not wearing a jacket. So I, he may have been a little cold. That's true. Did he, uh, did, he was, wa- I, did he warm about the, warn about the, you know, the cold air blowing from one end of the end zone? Uh, you know, needing all right. I feel, re- okay. I feel really bad about that one. That one wasn't one of my finer moments. Like that was kind of a, I may have gone a little too far. All I wanted to do was test the mic. I really wasn't trying to do like a, a like a on the field thing. We we were having problems with this field mic, and I'm like, oh, Ajay's down there with the mic. We can test it out. There looks like there's a little wind. Ajay told me about the wind, and then it got a, it got away from me a little bit. So a little yeah, I, maybe, maybe I, I should apologize need, for that. Maybe we need to have Austin play that real quick, just so people know what we're talking about. It might it might be helpful. Uh, actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field. Nobody cares about that, Ajay. We want to know about the win. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, then, I mean, Scotty's not wrong. Right. And then, and then when I told him to turn his mic off, that probably wasn't good either. Well, so well, was, <laughs> well, he was jamming his way back into the broadcast to talk about his 40-time or something. <laughs> Ajay, see that? Yeah, that on-off button? Let's turn that off, shall we? <laughs> he deserved that one. <laughs> that one he yeah, deserved. I mean, hey, uh, Scotty, I, I just wondered what would happen if you used that tone of voice at home. <laughs> Uh, there would be no home to go home to anymore <laughs> after that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you guys. Uh, I, I'd we... be, I know you don't got a lot of spare bedrooms these days, Gordon, but I'd need one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we tease, Ajay, but you guys, uh, Ajay included, uh, do a great uh, broadcast for football and basketball. And love Kevin White. He, he brings great uh, insight into uh, into every broadcast. You guys really do a great job. I will say this, like, and we give Ajay a lot of grief, but if I ever called up and said, hey, Ajay, uh, I, I, I'm in a bad place and I need a fake ID and I need to get out of the country, he'd be like, what do we got to do? Let's go. Can, like, you, can you tell the, the Ajay, Kevin, roommate, accidental roommate story? <laughs> so there may have been a shortage of rooms. Uh, it was in Wyoming, too. And, uh and so they said, hey, we got, we got two rooms for the three of you. Uh, who's bunking up? And they asked me. And so I said, well, those two are going to bunk up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but the problem is they didn't know about it. So Ajay gets into the room first. Uh, and then, you know, look, it's a long flight. You know, you, you've, got, you've been drinking a lot of water on the plane. Uh, so he leaves the door open, and he's doing what you need to do at that point. And uh, Kevin White comes in and uh, sees Ajay. <laughs> <laughs> with his, you know, drop trow and taking care of business. And Ajay's trying to get his foot over to shut the door. And then who knows, there may have been some misfiring going on. And it just, it, it didn't end well. Well, while we got you on a roll oh, a like this, story. Scotty, maybe I need to have you tell uh, or reenact the conversation that uh, you had with Hans when you and I were in the car on our way. Uh, I think we were on our way back from Boise. And uh, and and you and Hans had that conversation that he talked about uh, on the phone. Do you re- do you recall that? 
Good night, everybody. It's been fun. I appreciate chatting with you guys. Always, always a pleasure, I, Scotty. I think that one probably needs to go unsaid, Gordon, and you know that. Yeah, well, I know. I just it was it was humorous, was it not, Scotty? Yeah, it was very humorous, and it was very something. It's something you you would expect hands to say, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, Scotty, lots going on up at Utah State. We appreciate you jumping on with us and uh, keeping us up to date, man. Thank you. Crazy times, man. 2020 has been weird up here, but uh, like it has been everywhere else. But hopefully this thing stabilizes a little bit and these guys can go back to playing some uh, good football. Yeah, here, here. Thanks, buddy. All right, talk to you later. That's our friend Scott Gerard, voice of the the Aggies. One of the most talented guys in the business right there. Yeah, Scotty's amazing. I love uh, AJ again. I I don't know if we explained this well enough, uh, but AJ used to do some producing for us here at the at the zone. But he he's like the on site technical engineer for all the Utah State (laughs) broadcasts when he's able to go on the road. It's not always, but rooming with Kevin White. I love that story. AJ just hanging out. Yeah, AJ's just one. He's one of those guys that just. People like to tease him, uh, and he sometimes <laughs> I don't I don't know how he reacts. Oh, but, he'll slice uh, your Achilles and not and oh, not yeah. think about it twice. <laughs> but he's way up in Logan. That's only an hour away. He's got time to get here. Oh man, he's got a he's got a show up there in Logan, doesn't he? He'll find a way, man. Oh yeah, well <laughs> I, I figured. That was going to happen to me, whether I like it or not already. Those wheels are probably in motion. Definitely Lloyd. Yeah, 10 years down the line, I'm going to get a, you know, some sort of uh, uh, something horrible is going to happen to me, and there's going to be AJ like, hey, huh? huh? And, yeah, and when the news interviews me about it, I won't be the guy saying, I would never have seen this coming. <laughs> Tease me about situational punting, will you? <laughs> I know one thing. I would never say to AJ on the air, I'd turn off your mic, or nobody cares about that. I've been the same conversation. Okay, but nobody did care about that because he was asking about the wind. What does yeah, AJ's long just, sleeve have to do he, with anything? He was just adding some elaboration. That's all. That's not his job. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a slight pass on the long sleeve, but then pipe him back in with your 40 time. Yeah. That's- <laughs> Tell us about the wind. Well, I'm a little cold. They're running a promotion, and a young lady was down on the field, and her hair was whipping around a little go- a little bit. You wonder if the wind is starting to kick in a little bit. Ajay, if you're down on the field, do we have much of a wind at all down there on the field? Yeah, uh, actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field. Nobody cares about that, Ajay. We want to know about the wind. Okay, well, wind's blowing east, uh, and yeah, it, there is a, definitely a wind. Remember, Aggie fans, every Thursday is All right, thank you for that. All right, Ajay down on the side, 46 left to go here in the second quarter. I don't want Ajay to get cold down there, Scott. Maybe we could have him do some wind sprints or something to warm him up. A 40-yard dash? Yes, that 5'7 speed. Ajay, see that that on-off button? Let's turn that off. It's so condescending. (laughs) I'm a little cold down down on the field. Tell us about the wind. I'm waiting for Scotty to drop something like that on Hans and see how that goes over. Oh, Scotty. Nobody cares about that, Ajay. We want to know about the win. Scotty gets that sharp tongue with Hans every now and again. He does. He he knows the right things to say. It goes all. He's all right. Uh, But, yeah, it's been quite the 2020 up there in Logan. Right down to, you know, in a positive, crazy thing that happened. Think about the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Oh, yeah. Right before uh, the, the pandemic. I mean, right before the pandemic. 
and the crazy way that they won that thing. Been a pretty wild year. Some up there kid who can shoot a little bit hit a hit a big shot at the end of a game. I, it seemed like memory serves. Wasn't it at the end of like three games? <laughs> he had at least two. Oh, Scotty man. went viral uh, viral for one of them. But hmm. yeah, I mean that was one of the wildest ways you could possibly win a, a conference basketball tournament. And then yeah, football. I mean, see that on and off button. Let's turn that off. <laughs> you know, you lose. Your coach, um, in in a bizarre fashion, three games in, and you, you players, your transferred quarterback uh, who transferred in, you just cut. <laughs> I mean, not even like bench, but just like you don't play here anymore. Cut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. To, well, of course, what uh, what transpired over the weekend, boycotting a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, just uh, you know, I bet you know, John Hartwell up there is is. <laughs> needs a break, needs a vacation. Yeah, and Blake Anderson has his work cut off for him, like you were saying earlier, Jake. Uh, he's stepping into a situation where there's some uproar, some dust in the wind, and he's got to calm all that down and get that thing headed in the right direction. We'll see uh, how he does. Maybe he looks at it like it's an opportunity to turn away from some of the negativity and make it positive. I, 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 uh, I wish him well because that program up there, is a lot more fun to pay attention to when they're when they're doing what they should be capable of doing. I've always thought Utah State should play good football. I actually like uh, have more fun watching crappy football. I don't know about what you're talking about. More That's fun because you always root football. against everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just such a funny statement. Like, I prefer to watch when the team's good. Well, that's saying something coming for me because I have no rooting interest. I don't care really, but uh, it is uh, more aesthetically pleasing when you see a team that you know doing things that uh, are positive. So yeah, we all we all know you want to see uh, Utah State tie every game except for New Mexico, but you know, <laughs> New go Mexico. Lobos! How did that ever get a thing going? How did first of all, how did you get me to say go Lobos? I think you just said go Lobos, right? I, go Lobos. I don't I, I remember the the uh where that joke started, if you want me to re explain it to you. How did it start? Well, one, because I always like teasing you because you always say how you're not a fan. So mm-hmm. I thought, what's the, you know, first of all, what's a really random team Gordon could be a fan of? But L-A-K-E-R-S. It, it came uh, in the Jimmer Mountain West Conference tournament senior <laughs> year because you picked the Lobos by 20 in every game. And I remember the theme of those shows where I just don't know how Jimmer could possibly beat this New Mexico team. Is that what I said? Uh huh. It, it was. It was. You were. You were very high on the Lobos that year. Didn't he score like fifty-one on them or something? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but I could remember you, your attitude was like, "Hey, they, the Cougs don't even stand a chance against." I consider all fans of Jimmer Jimmerheads. Go Lobos! <laughs> Isn't that when uh, what's his name uh, was still there though? The who went to UCLA? Alfred. Alfred. Yeah. Had a I couple of good was. teams down there. Yeah. You know, that the, the league, the Mountain West that year was awesome because mm-hmm. San yeah. Diego State was really good. Obviously, BYU was really good. New Mexico was really good. Seems and, like Colorado State wasn't terrible. Right. And Utah. Utah Tim Miles is the head coach, I think. Right. And Utah, who, who had been the, the class of the league for so long, was dreadful. But the rest of the league was good. 
Speaking of that, when I was watching the BYU-San Diego State game, uh, they put up a Mount Rushmore of great San Diego State athletes. Did you see that? Uh, I did not see that particular. My, had, my attention was a little divided with the jazz game. but Yeah, I yeah, know. Uh, so I wondered if you had it on up in the studio or something. Yeah, we did. I tried to watch both, but I'm hard there to watch the jazz game. Right. So they had Tony Gwynn. They had Steven Strasburg. They had uh, who else was on that thing? Austin, did you see it? No. Um, who else would it be? Oh, Kawhi Leonard. And I'm forgetting the fourth one. But Carl uh, Weathers. I think Scotty had a thought on it. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, my point is, man, I'd say I almost swore on the air. <laughs> I almost swore. Right now uh, or then? Right now. Oh. Uh, but the, the the point is that the guys that they had on that Mount Rushmore were really impressive. I mean, <laughs> that quality of athlete down there is pretty amazing. Uh, in fact, I would put it up against darn near anybody, any school, any school at any level. Who was the fourth guy? Oh, man. Who was the fourth one? Marshall Falk? Uh, could have been. If, any of our if it wasn't Marshall that, Falk, then then I'm pretty, they should just quit uh, doing Rushmore's. <laughs> well, anyway, let's say let's say it was. Think of those four guys. Uh, pretty hard to beat. Pretty hard to beat. So Carl Weathers was not on there. No, no, he was not. Let me reiterate, even though nobody cares about this. Tony Gwynn, Steven Strasburg. Um, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Marshall Falk. I'd have Weathers on there over uh, Tony oh. Gwynn. Oh sure, okay. Well, oh, the sh- best, one of the probably top three hitters of all time in baseball. Well, I'm not going to put Carl over my uh, Expo Ace, obviously. That's <laughs> that's an impressive group. Can you name? Okay, if you were to put together the best athletes of all time from Utah or BYU, would they be able to match that? Carl Weathers? No, no, the one I just said for San Diego. Don't State. make him swear on air, Jake. I don't know, Gordon. We're way I over. Almost, almost swore. Almost just swore. Swore again. We'll get to more. Uh, think about that. Think about that. Local schools could they beat San Diego State's lineup for those four on the Mount Rushmore? I don't think so. We'll have more next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. Hit the green. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Uh, BYU and their uh, a couple of players had media availability today, Gordo. Uh, should we give Zach Wilson's a listen? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, not sure how many uh, more times we're going to have a chance to talk to BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, so let's uh, give a listen to what he had to say today. 
Zach, you've talked about how you're going to make decisions about your future after the season, but what's it like getting ready, knowing you've got this game now, it's set, you're going to, you know who you're going to be playing and, and have this opportunity with this group of guys, you know, one more time next week. Yeah, I'm pumped. You know, I think that's the message uh, to everywhere, you know, with all the guys in the locker room is, is we're just, we're super excited to play this game and uh, you know, it's going to be warm. I think that's the coolest part is it's going to be warm and um, you know, it's just another opportunity. I think that's the best, best thing that we can have. And um, you know, what a great team to play against as well. You know, it's going to be an explosive offense we're going against on the other side. And so uh, we're gonna have to uh, have everything um, put together to, to, to play well against these guys. They're a good team. Zach, thank you very much for giving us a fun season to cover as journalists. We really appreciate it. And uh, just put you on the spot. I ask it to Kalani and to Kafusi both. But if you were to pick out a, a play of this season that just is one of your more favorite from you or your teammates or whoever, what would that be? And then if you had a mulligan to get one back, what would that be? Yeah, it's hard to say, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, specifically a play that I would want back, but a game, you know, I want to play Coastal Carolina again. I think that would be, um, you know, one that the whole team would want back. Um, you know, we didn't come ready to play and uh, we didn't do what we were supposed to do. But, um, you know, a memorable game. Um, I would say one of the most fun wins that we had this year uh, was the Boise State game. I would say that was a big one for us. You know, that was a really good team. Um, I feel like we just had a, a great game plan going in and, and we knew exactly what we needed to do. And, um you know, we really put some points up on those guys and the defense did a good job holding them. So, you know, I wouldn't say a specific play in that game, um, you know, thinking about it, but just the game in general was exciting for us as a team. Thank you. Hey Zach, I know a lot of the season you guys were really looking forward to playing in a New Year's Six game. Is this kind of the next best thing, this game, Florida before Christmas, all that for you guys? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a great opportunity for us. This is a great team. Um, you know, we're really excited for the challenge. Um, you know, I really don't think there's much else to say about it. You know, we're, we're pumped and, and we get to keep playing football. There's so many teams that haven't had nearly the amount of games that we've had and, and the opportunities we've had this year. And so we're just excited to keep playing football. It sounds like your dad and uh, Dustin Gabriel's dad played together or something like that. Do you know him at all with your Hawaii ties? I don't know. I actually didn't even know that. My dad hasn't even said anything to me. Um, I don't even know if he knows that. So um, that's cool, though. I mean, if that is true, I'll have to ask him about it. Do you feel any sort of, I don't know, like you obviously don't play against him, per, you know, on the same field at the same time. But do you feel uh, any sort of matchup kind of vibe there going against him? Uh, you know, nothing to do with, you know, me against him, you know, it's completely the wrong way to look at it. You know, for me, it's, um, you know, BYU, UCF, uh, you know, I think two explosive offenses, it's going to be a game of us executing, you know, really, I'm going to look at it as us against their defense. Um, you know, I know we typically don't even watch film on, on the uh, opposing team's offense and, um, you know, it'd be the same this week. You know, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, I'm going to approach it just like, you know, every single game. Uh, that we've played so far this year. We've played some some other really good quarterbacks, you know, the same. And so, um, you know, that's the focus. All right. Questions from Jake Hatch, Norma Gonzalez, and Mitch Harper. Yeah, Zach, I've got a similar question to what Jay just asked, but with regards to watching other quarterbacks of the college game, like a Dylan Gabriel, who are highly thought of like yourself, do you watch them much in season? Or is that more of a kind of an off-season thing for you to go back and watch their film and learn from them? Uh, yeah, that's more of an off-season thing. Um, 
you know, really, and that just, that just comes with, you know, uh, players that I want to play like, you know, I haven't ever watched UCF film before, but, um, you know, I think some of our coaches have for scheme stuff. Um, I'm not really sure, but, you know, last year I watched a lot of, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow, and that was really just to see his transition his senior year and how, how well he played and the things that he did. And, um, you know, that was, that was the reason I watched, you know, that stuff to try and replicate the game that he played. Um, you know, this is a great team we're going against. Zach, do you feel that BYU still has something to prove? And if so, what is it? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say. I think I think we consistently just need to prove that we're a good team. You know, I think we um, had a loss that, that we shouldn't have. You know, I can I can say that for the whole team is, is, you know, I feel like if we had that game again, we would definitely approach it differently. And, um, you know, it's hard to say, but I still feel like there is more to prove about, you know, how good of a team that we can be and how good of a team that we are. And, and you know, you're not a good team if you can't finish the season off right. And so this is a big one for us and a big bowl game. You know, it's hard to specifically say what, what there is left to prove, but, um, you you know, we don't want to end with two two losses. It's not fun. Zach, sometimes with bowl games, they can be decided before the game's even kicked if some teams are not up for a game. You being a captain, what are you going to do leading up to this bowl game to make sure you and you guys are, are ready to, to take on this challenge of, of UCF? Yeah, I mean, exactly what we've done every single game this year. We're going to, you know, approach it in practice. We're going to game plan. We're going to see what, um, you know, we can do to attack this defense. And, um, you know, Kalani's going to put a good game plan together for our defense against that offense. And, um, you know, really, we're going to do exactly what we've done all year. Um, we're going to come out with the mindset to score points um, and really just try and finish as, finish as well as we can. You know, this is a good defense, and we're going to have to come out ready to play. There's BYU quarterback Zach Wilson giving his thoughts uh, in his media availability today. They, they now know they're getting ready for uh, UCF on December 22nd in the Boca Raton Bowl. You ever been to Boca Raton, Gordon? I don't know. I don't know if I have been there or not. I've been to a bunch of places uh, in Florida, but I don't, I don't know if I've driven through that area or not. Where is it exactly? Oh, it's uh, it's on the Gulf, slide, Gulf side, right? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I've been over there and I've spent some time in uh, in Tampa and St. Petersburg and Clearwater, but uh, not sure about Boca Raton. That's where Jerry Seinfeld's parents lived in the, in the right. sitcom in Del, Belco, right. Del Boca Vista. That's right. It's not on the Gulf side. It's on the ocean uh, side. Uh, let's see. It's just south of Daytona. Uh, no, let's see here. Uh, just north of Fort Lauderdale. Okay, so I probably have been there. But uh, anyway, you know, when I hear Zach uh, Wilson talk, it, it almost sounds like he he already is in the NFL. You know, he's obviously been coached up on what to say to the media and how to handle situations and questions. And, uh, and you know, the school, schools do that to all their players. And uh, sometimes I think to a fault, uh, they make them – afraid to say to allow any of their personality out but uh, when i listen to zach it sounds like uh, he's answering those questions in a manner that needs to be answered but but not really giving you a whole lot more all right we'll have uh, the not sports report coming up next stay tuned it is the big show 97.5 and 1280 of the zone Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to get our winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Be called at 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. Correctly identify the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Announced by DJ and PK this morning at 850. And you'll win a zone prize pack. It's the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers right here on the Zone Sports Network. It's time for the uh, Not Sports Sport, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today, buddy? Well, we're going to North Korea, uh, and then we're, we're heading to uh, various cities around the United States, okay? So I have two things. The first one is, have you heard about this documentary that's coming out? I think it's in association with Sundance or whatever. But uh, anyway, it's I think it's called Assassins. It talks about, in part, about the assassins who killed Kim Jong-un's, uh, is it his half-brother or something? I forget. His name was Kim Jong-nam, I think. Okay. Do you remember this story from 2017? I the do. guy was walking through the airport. Yep. And these these two women come up behind him, and they kind of put some sort of uh, chemical near his face, and it, and he was dead within an hour? I remember. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I do. Well, according to this documentary, the people involved, uh, the women involved in the assassination didn't know it was real. They thought they were participating in some sort of joke. Joke? Yeah. Here, go, uh, right. go waft this poison in this guy's face. It'll be hilarious. Well, they didn't know it was real, is, is what this this uh, documentary is saying. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I'm just responding to a news report I saw about it, and I, I just thought to myself, holy cow. I mean, is it, could it really happen like that? I don't know. It sounds to uh, me like a, a pretty convenient defense. Yeah, I suppose, but I don't know. That's what they're saying in the documentary. Next time, uh, next time you commit a felony, Gordon, just when you get busted, be like, "Oh man, I I thought it was a joke." joke. Jeez, I mean, the other story is, Jake. I have to ask you, if you're on a city street and you call for a cab or some sort of transportation help like Lyft or Uber or something like that. And a car, a carriage-looking car, rolls up next to your, where you are without a driver. It's a self-driving taxi. Are you getting in it? Wait, a carriage? Like a handsome cab? No, it's shaped, it's shaped kind of in a rectangle, and it, it, there's room for four people in there. I guess this is Amazon's company i think it's called uh is it zooks or something like that anyway uh electric fully driverless vehicle designed as a carriage style car that sits four passengers facing each other and is the first in the industry that is capable of operating at 75 miles an hour Equipped with two battery packs that provide the vehicle with up to 16 continuous hours on a single charge. It's called Zooks, Z-O-O-X. It uses cameras, radar, and LIDAR sensors mounted on all four corners of the vehicle to eliminate, quote, typical blind spots 
and provides it with 270-degree field of view. If there's no drivers. It's just you and this, uh, this battery-driven thing. Are you getting in it? Mm, no, I'm not in a real hurry to get in driverless cars, I don't think. But what do I, I know? Have, I have a feeling this may be the way of the future. But I, I well, don't know. Well, for, for your class, I don't know about No, mine. no, it's for, this is for uh, uh, the people, all the people out there. So are you going to, when are you buying your uh, driverless for uh, Porsche? <laughs> well, there wouldn't be a whole lot of uh, you're gonna reason to buy something like that because the whole joy is in the driving. Well, no, you, I mean, you can still be an incredibly vain person without having to drive. But you missed my point. The whole reason for having that car is for the driving pleasure. No, the, the whole vanity. reason for having that car is to rub it in your neighbor's face. <laughs> Come on. What do you I, mean? I Come just, on! I just don't Come know on. whether I don't know whether I can get to the point. I'm kind of with you, but I I think it it may be. What if there's some malfunction, and you're going 70 miles an hour? You know, but I I think it might be one of those things that's weird to us now and and frightening. This robo taxi, but if it if it becomes the norm, maybe maybe people just get used to it and accept it. I. I don't know. Austin, would you get in one of these? I was taking the uh, the winner for the Chevy Strong play of the game. I'm sorry. Oh, all right. I, I, I wonder how willing people will be to get in that thing, knowing that there's no one behind the wheel. A lot of people like to drive because they like being in control or as, mu as, mu as much as they possibly can. Sometimes you can't control what other drivers are doing, but no driver in sight in this vehicle? Wow. That's that's heading in a direction that uh, where you got to have you got to have some faith. All right, coming up next, we're going to get to the head coaches of uh, BYU and Utah. They both had media availability today, Coach Witt as well as Coach Satake. That's coming up straight ahead on the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone.